is Dean Carnassus, the ultra marathon man, and you are listening to the Fitcast. Hello, welcome to the K Silk and Fans Fitcast. Well, hello, partner. How have you been doing? I've been doing really good. How about you? Things are awesome. I saw Les Mis the other night. Oh my gosh, that's one of your favorites, isn't it? It is. It's an amazing, it's an incredible happy ending, and the love story turns out wonderfully. Eponine gets her man. Uh-huh. Aw, and the music is amazing. I'm lying. Everybody dies, including Eponine, and she dies <laughs> lying, lying in the rain. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's a sad one, but I do love the show. So uh, I got to do that the other night. Uh, Green Bay Packers, how are they doing? Oh, my God, they are 2-0. and 2-0. Although I'm not, like, super proud of how they've been doing. I mean, yeah. they're, they're kind of just pulling on off the the skin of their jeans or however you say it <laughs> well you know they were on the road against the uh the bears and uh our defense apparently seems to be what's pulling us this year huh yeah seriously who would have thought that would have happened well actually we do have a pretty good defense yeah and uh i guess we got to tag aaron Rodgers as this one too he's still the quarterback oh, right yeah and, and he listens every month so <laughs> we'll just tag him no, also, on that note, I don't know if you got the chance to watch the Cubs games this weekend. Oh, you know what? I have. They've been very exciting. Actually, I think cumulatively, they've scored more points this week than the Green Bay Packers have the past two weeks. That is true. In fact, the Cubs weekend series against Pittsburgh was their highest scoring series in modern day Major League Baseball. Wow. How many combined? So. Runs? Uh, I'll let you do the math on this, but on Friday they scored 18 runs. Okay, 18. On, on Saturday they scored 14 runs. Okay, that's 32. Uh oh, I may have got one. Nope, 17. So it was, it was 17 and 14, and then 31. and then 16 runs on Sunday. 47. It scored 47 runs in three games against Pittsburgh. Wow. That was fun to watch. That's obnoxious. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was super fun. Everybody uh, everybody got uh, pretty, uh, they got worn out running around those bases so many times. Uh, so that's. that's uh, good talent, though, considering yeah. some people are hurt, some people are out. Yeah, Rizzo. Um, actually, Rizzo hurt still his got ankle. Good talent. Yeah, no, they'll be fine. Uh, did you see Rizzo hurt his ankle? I know. God, we can't get to fucking break. I know. That kind of sucks. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Packers doing well. Cubs doing well. That's all good. Um, what's going on with you? Well, I'm doing not that well. I mean, oh no! For 47 runs this weekend. No, but um, so last weekend I was talking this up was my hometown's half marathon. We hosted our very first half marathon okay. here down in the south suburbs of Chicago, and it was, pardon my French, a fucking hit. Oh, it was awesome. amazing. So everybody, they had prize money. So they um, got in a lot of like really good talent, like really fast runners ran. Uh-huh. And everybody in the town was all about it. Like there were people just sitting on their porch with like a beer or their coffee watching us. There were people who dressed up in like superhero costumes. There was one whole neighborhood. I have to call them out. Each neighborhood had a different theme. So there was like superheroes and patriotic. 
my favorite neighborhoods theme, they did a Caddyshack theme. Oh, So it was like quotes from the movie and golf umbrellas. It was so cool. And so you're just walking by and it's just hilarious. It's just so funny. Wow, super fun. Man, how many people total on the race? I think there were like 675 or 650 oh. over 600, which is like really good for an, a little neighborhood race for their first year. Yeah, very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. And I finished, which was my goal. Oh, very nice. Awesome. I ran like 8, 10, 8, 15 miles, so that was pretty good. All right. Well, that's cool. That's a good uh, good weekend out. I haven't been running much, but uh, been to the cold. Corey Isaacs, we got to take him. He invited me to swim a 10K in Barbados in a couple months. What? Are you going to go? Absolutely not. Oh, come on. A 10K. This is swimming, you know. This isn't... Yeah, uh, <laughs> a 10K is exhausting. Biking 10K is tiring. Well, also, Barbados, I don't know if you know much about the uh, Caribbean, but uh, they got salt water down there. Yeah, you just float better, right? Yeah, but you're also drinking salt water. I'm, I'm used to swimming in Barton Springs oh, or the water oh, that... Yeah. <laughs> you, I, if I'm thirsty, I just open my mouth and I'm good with that in Barton Springs, but uh, that doesn't work in salt water. No, it sure doesn't. You're going to get really thirsty. You're going to get really dehydrated, actually, right? Yeah, and then die and puke, and I don't want to die and puke in Barbados. That would be awful. Uh, but if you're going to go, that's a good place to... That's true. That would, that, that, that would be <laughs> that would be the way to uh, to go out. So, um, yeah, so no, that's uh, that's been all cool. What else? What else you got going? I'm coming up to Chicago this weekend. Yeah, what are you coming up for? Uh, How come you didn't tell me? I'm, I'm coming up for a party, your party. Oh, that's right. I'm having a party. Yeah, so I'm going to be... Party uh, of the century. The party of the century. Also, I apologize. I texted you before I got my pedicure. Um, I had picked out my colors because I wanted to match the party colors. I, I picked out my colors before I got the text back. Oh, so what did you pick out? I got a good purple, sparkly, and orange. Sparkly. Ooh, I like it. So uh, I guess it doesn't matter. I wasn't wearing open toed shoes anyhow to the party, but uh, I, I kind of wanted to, to to think about it, get to get in the get in the theme. So uh, I like it. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited about it. It's kind of like it, it kind of fits like the fall autumn. You know, you got the oranges and purple. That's that's more of a fall color. Yeah, and hopefully we have awesome fall weather. It's supposed to be like a low of sixty five, oh, high nice. of like seventy nine. Very nice. We, I'm sure uh, that'll change a hundred times before the actual day because hashtag Chicago. Yeah. But, well, the, the party's inside, right? Yes, it's inside, but we want to be able to go out on the little like deck area. There's oh, like a right. little deck area outside because it's okay. so gorgeous out there. So. Yeah, let's hope so. I uh, we still had almost 100 degrees today. It was probably 98 today. Wow, it's still. I thought it was starting to cool off down there. You would think, but. Uh, no, it's not, unfortunately. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Well, but, uh, you still have plenty of Barton Springs days ahead of you. So. Well, I'm still going to go there when it's cold, so that's I fine. Know. Uh, but no, I will no. never. I will never stop telling the story of when I went there in February and swam outside. You did. You swam a mile. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, fun. That was nice, and there weren't a ton of people in there because hey, it's Barton Springs and it's the winter time. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we have the big party this weekend. We, my husband. Oh, you're getting good I, at that. You're getting good at that now. I know. I only hesitate a little bit. 
Um, actually, I, I called him my boyfriend the other day, and we've been engaged for two full years now. So <laughs> married for like four months. So you're not engaged I, anymore, by the way. I know, but we were engaged for two years. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> I still call him my boyfriend. Um, so we are hosting his six Italian cousins. Oh, okay. So we have six Italians running around the house. One of them knows really good English. One of the cousin's girlfriends, she knows like super good English. So I will survive. Okay. But for a while there, I wasn't quite sure if I was going to survive. My my Italian is non buono. Yeah, that that makes sense. But all right, well, cool. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, what are we talking? We races. You got races coming up. I don't have any rate. Oh, you know what? What? We got to tag Emily Rollins in this because she peer pressured me into signing up for Take the Bridge. Oh, cool. We just, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We just had one of those here too. I saw you guys just had one. Didn't um, Kate Barrett run it? Yeah, she probably won. (laughs) She's always there near the front. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Well, I will not win. But I'm actually going to race, like actually try hard and maybe puke at the end. So that will be fun. Oh, yikes. Okay. Well, when is it? It is October 11th. It's a Friday night. Ooh, Friday. That's right. It's a nighttime race. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be dark out and then they you don't even know the, the path. You don't even really know the distance, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. Because it's, it's just like a like, weird ass distance, like 2.6 miles. Right. Well, cool. Um, any triathlons? You've been swimming at all? Um, yeah, I've been swimming. I, uh, I swam a 129-100 today. So, of course, I went and I asked if the pool was a full 25 yards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, this is too fast. I didn't really do this. Like, is this really? They're like, yeah, yeah, we measured it. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but it is. So I'm back to my old swimming self, which is really cool. Good. I got to spend a little sure. more. Yeah. Yeah. I got to spend a little more time in the pool. It's tough. It's a weird time with the time the sun rises and the crowds and all that. It's kind of a weird time at Barton Springs where it's hard to get. Uh, there's a really short window where you don't have, it's not too crowded and you're not staring directly into the sun because you swim directly into the sun going one of the That's directions. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, that'll end and people will stop coming because it'll get cold. So, um, southerners yeah i know there's this other guy i know who swims quite a bit actually up until this day yeah it's um you remember our former guest tolly oh god tolly no just kidding yes (laughs) (laughs) the the jackass volleyball player who was on our uh, fit yeah so uh he's he's made a couple of cameos in our fit cast since his episode right uh yeah but whatever we don't need to we don't need to talk about him but uh Apparently, his father's quite a swimmer. Really? Oh, so maybe he'll be doing the 10K down in Barbados. Can you ask him for me? Uh, Rye, welcome to the FitCast. So you're going to be in uh, Barbados in a couple of months? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was worth it. I thought I'd ask. Welcome. Well, welcome, Rye. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. So um, uh, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Well, I'm a retired teacher. I taught for 43 years, and 35 years of that, I was a volleyball coach. Okay. And I played competitive volleyball in my younger years till I was 35, and then I retired from that. And then when aforementioned Tolly got to high school, he said, I want to play college ball. So we started training together in the mornings. And so I got back on, um, I got back in the mood, and I played. Uh, Three or four years uh, in the 45 to 50 age group. Okay. 
now I'm I'm doing whatever I want to do. And <laughs> Very nice. Welcome to you guys. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the volleyball. We're going to talk about swimming too here in a bit, but let's talk about volleyball. So you played at a very high level um, when you were younger, right? Well, it, it got that way. Yeah. I, I, a couple of years I was on really, really good teams. Uh, it depends on uh, in the Midwest, especially it depends on what kind of how your teams are. But the, the, the deal was uh, in, in the Midwest, uh, you would practice once or twice during the week. Yep. You go to a tournament on the weekend, which was all day. You drive maybe four or five, six hours to a tournament. And then uh, when it was over, you drive back and then you go to work on Monday. Okay. And then uh, late in the, in the season, you would go to the national tournament and play against these teams from California where all these guys did all day was play volleyball. Yeah. yeah. So they would literally just crush you. <laughs> <laughs> but... When I got in this uh, master's division, the first year I was in it, uh, in 89, I was, uh, I, the team I was on was based out of Fort Wayne, uh, which is where I live, and we came in second, and I got the Player of the Year Award. Oh, and, cool. And the All-American uh, Master's Award. And as a result of that, uh, a gentleman who was forming a team to go to the World Masters Games that year in Denmark called and invited me to go with them. So my wife and I went over and we got to play with, uh, and I got to play with a lot of guys that were in their prime when I was just starting and I got to know them. That's kind of fun. Yeah. But the next two years, uh, this guy and I formed teams and we won the championships the next two years. Wow. Uh, masters. So that was fun. So that was the masters, right? So what, what years are we looking at here? There's different age age groups, yes, but well, I, I did make all American in the open division when I was younger, uh, one year. What but, year? Uh, what year? What year did you make the all American when you were younger? Uh, uh, sixty nine. Nineteen sixty nine. Holy crap! Case Hulk, what were you doing in sixty nine? Were you back then? <laughs> I wasn't alive yet either. But <laughs> now, since, you're, since you're a volleyball player, yeah. let me tell you, when I first started playing. Volleyballs had laces on them like footballs. Oh, jeez. Wow. And you brought a guy up from the back row to help block. So you had four blockers along the front. Whoa, wild. And when you served, the other five guys formed the three guys in the front, got in, a, got in, a, 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 in the middle of the court, side by side. Yeah. And the two guys that weren't serving in the back filled in the gaps, and you – and you block, and you put your hands up in the air, and you blocked a certain person, and and then the server would serve at that person. I mean, you vision block their sight sight line. Oh, wild! I mean, it was a wild game. Strategic. And then in in uh, I can't remember when sixty, I think nineteen sixty or sixty two. Whenever the Olympics were in Japan, the whole game was revolutionized because the Japanese brought in the their game, which brought in the short sets and the quick sets and all that sort of thing. And so it revolutionized the game. Okay. Wow. Good to know. So that's, uh, that was the big transition in volleyball was, uh, the Japanese volleyball team. And now we're talking, we're talking, you literally lived, you literally lived the history of the sport. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I, I, and you know, I, I wasn't in on, I mean, I, I went through it. Uh, I, it, it swirled around me. How about that? <laughs> so it's interesting so like when i was in the playing in the 80s so we're looking about like my high school that like most volleyball in the midwest like at the high school level was women's volleyball there wasn't a ton of men's volleyball 
Um, was there even less back in the seventies? Was women's even more popular, or was it? What was going well, on? actually, when I was uh, traveling with, when I was on a travel team, uh, this was up from eighteen, the year eighteen, uh, my age eighteen through. 35. Oh, I thought you were saying like the year 1892, like you've been playing for 130 years. <laughs> That's when I learned to play in college. Okay. I was introduced to the game. So we would go to tournaments and there would be women's uh, teams there, but they were not school teams. They were like YMCA or YWCA or that sort of club teams or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in Indiana, and I'm not sure about other states, uh, women's sports were officially uh, introduced to the uh, official Indiana High School Athletic Association in 1971. And then so 71 on, we had women's volleyball, but but we didn't have men's, we still don't have official men's volleyball. We have clubs, but but no official men's because we have 10 sports of each. And it, um, if you wanted to add a sport for men, you have to f- add a sport for women. Title and there's all there's already volleyballs for women, so what are you going to add with it so you can have men's volleyball? It's kind of a catch-22 kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that is kind of a strange little situation that developed there. Yeah, all it's right. It's really interesting because, I mean, being a woman athlete, there's a lot of sports that, you know, they're, they aren't that popular among women or there's not enough women to get them going, and it's kind of the opposite in this situation where right. I guess there's none of men. <laughs> Well, picture picture this. Uh, in in seventy two at, at the high school that I was at, there were five. Uh, there were four women's sports, and one woman coached them all. Oh wow! <laughs> That's cheerleading because they were new and no one else wanted to do them. Wow! And so wow. she's a volleyball coach, the tennis coach, the basketball coach, the track coach, and the cheerleading sponsor. Wow! That's that's a valuable. That's a valuable uh, staff person. And to, and to think she's only getting paid eighty percent of. <laughs> Burn out and moved to Michigan and got into corporate insurance. And when she left, that's when I got to become the coach of the high school team. And when I retired from the coach, from coaching high school in two thousand and twelve, I was only the second coach that 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 our high school ever had. How about wow. that? If you can picture that. Wow, that's amazing. I've got a great high school volleyball story for you. All right, let's hear it. If you'd like to hear it. No, we do. I have questions written down, but fuck those questions. Let's roll. Go for it. Tell stories. I want to hear it. When I was a, when I was a young coach, uh, I, I, I played some sports in high school and I played some sports in college, but I never really had a good relationship with coach. I was really shy. And so when I started coaching, I told my kids, do not call me coach. Oh, you can nice. call me Mr. Oliver. You can call me Mr. T. Do not call me coach. Mr. T. Mr. T or oh, coach T. Now I'm thinking of Mr. T. Because Mr. T before that guy came along. If you're talking about the TV, Mr. T. Yeah, B.A. Baracus is going to take him in there, too. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Anyway, it even got so bad that a teacher in the building started calling me coach. And I didn't like it, so I started calling him Teach. And so once it, he got tired of me calling him Teach, he stopped calling me Coach. And we were anyway, anyway. So, so um, about five or six years into the my coaching stint, we had a young lady that was trying out for the team. Uh, well, she was on a, a reserve team as a sophomore. And at the end of sophomore year, we always kind of evaluate who we're going to pick on the varsity next year. Blah blah blah. 
And she was uh, marginally athletic, um, did, wasn't real tall, but she was hard worker and she was smart. Yeah. But we didn't know what we were going to do with her. So uh, uh, the week in before our junior year, her junior year, which was the next year, her father died suddenly of a heart attack when he was on maneuvers with the uh, uh, Army. Oh, wow. So Monday, we're, uh, we're walking to practice, and here she comes. I'm going to call her Amy. That's my daughter instead of her real name. Amy yeah. comes walking all to us. And I guilty. And, and she she walked up to me, and I that you could do this in nineteen in the 1980s. I gave her a big hug, and I said, Amy, what are you doing here? And she looked up at me, and tears in her eyes, and I could barely hear her. She says, i got to make this team. Matt, mm-hmm. what do you do with that? Yeah, that's tough. What I did was I told her to go home and be with her family, and when she was ready, come back, and I'd have a spot on the team for her. So that's what she did. So flash, for, uh, flash forward to the senior year, just as I predicted, she didn't play very much, uh, but she was always at practice. It was her team. She At the end of the game, she was always on the floor congratulating everybody, and she graduated and, and went off to college. She'd call me every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, after college, she got a job. When she came into town, she talked to me. Then I got a phone call from one day. She said, hey, coach. And I said, hey, Amy, what's up? And she says, well, I just called to tell you I'm getting married. And I said, hey, you invite me to the wedding? And she said, well, I was hoping you would dance with me in the father-daughter dance. Wow. Oh, my God. Now, the point of that story that I always like to tell is this. Coaches never know what kind of effect they're going to have on players. And players never know what kind of effect they're going to have on coaches. Because today, I cannot think of a more uh, respectful uh, compliment than have someone come up to me and say, Hi, Coach. Wow. How about that? Matt, you know, we don't often have people we don't often have people crying listening to our fitcast, but I think that's gonna happen this time. Well, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wonderful. It's like at the end of Lion King or the end of ET when people are reunited. It's wonderful. I have one more and then I'll shut up. No, you're uh, not. No, no, no. Absolutely not. We're gonna have you on here. If you keep telling awesome stories like this, we're gonna be talking all night. Before I became the coach, uh, when I first started teaching at this school, I, I didn't know they had a volleyball team, and I found out. So I went down to help this woman who was coaching five sports, and I s- said her name was Ann. Ann, I, I, I can help you with skills and stuff. She said, oh, that'd be great. So here I am, I'm uh, first year in high, uh, as a high school teacher. I go down there, and we're working on uh, platform passing, or what you might know as bump passing, and it's one sp- one player came up to me and she said, uh, coach. Yeah. I said, what? Yeah, Pam. She says, um, well, I, uh, I got big boobs and I can't get my arms together. <laughs> I would know nothing about that problem. Oh, well, I in the face. And so what I'd said was just hump your shoulders, Pam. <laughs> oh my God. Interesting. I never thought about that as a male volleyball player that, uh, yeah, your breasts can get in the way of uh, proper form for, for passing. You know, it's so true. Like big boobs are a curse. They really are. <laughs> oh man. We're the t- we have already, we're like 15 minutes in. We have like 10 different things that are going to be the title of this, uh, of this fit cast. <laughs> I'm taking notes here. Big boobs, big boobs. equal curse. All righty. <laughs> 
Amazing. All right. So, uh, all right. Any more stories? Because we have other questions for you too. But uh, any other awesome stories you want to share before we get into some of the questions? Uh, no, I, I, I've got other stories, but uh, they can wait till another time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you, you know back. I like. I just feel like a coach is kind of now part of your identity. And it's like a badge of honor that you're always going to wear. Like, that's always going to be a layer of you. Am I wrong? No, you are exactly right. Um, uh, and, and I, the only reason I quit coaching, actually, I got to coach three years after. Usually the coaches are teachers in the building or whatever. But when I retired in 09, I went to the principal and said, I'd like to coach. He said, you can keep coaching as long as you want. But in 2012, I had these uh, two young sophomores that I really liked and I knew if I coached them the next year then I'd have to stick around their senior year and I was ready to stop so I, that's why I stopped all right awesome now your son is a pretty high level volleyball player or was for a while still maybe a little bit did you did you coach him was this a like home coaching thing did he did he emulate you how did that happen how'd that relationship work I'm sure he played because I did okay uh, um, and, and, I, and I work with him. Yes, I did. We had a high when he was in high school at, at my I keep saying my school. It was called it's called Northside High School. Okay. When he was he was at Northside, he uh, I, I had a team and, and we had a club team and he was on it. And then we played. Uh, there was a several other schools that had him. So, yeah, I, I did that. Uh, and he really wanted to play for a local coach named Arnie Ball, which you probably never heard of. Nope. Uh, but he also wanted to go away to school. So he went to Ball State and played down there, which was which is kind of the the center of Indiana high school, uh, volleyball. Oh, volleyball, high school volleyball. Okay. Yeah. So now here's a question. In your, your best days, so however old that was for you, and then in, in your son Tolly's best days, who would have been a better player, you think? Well, Tolly would probably have been an uh, uh, is and was probably a better all around player. Okay, but I could hit the ball harder than him. Oh, that's what's important. Oh. <laughs> you get a lot of bonus points for that. Yeah. Well, I guess one of the factors is when he was uh, learning how to play, he had you and other coaching and all that to teach him. There wasn't quite as much uh, foundational coaching when you were learning the game. Yeah, I didn't. I never had a coach uh, in, in college. We uh, the coach was a player. Uh, and then when I played uh, with the travel team, we coached ourselves. Uh, and then in this uh, the Masters division, we just, you know, we've all been around. But I picked up a lot of stuff when I first started coaching. I uh, would go to clinics and things, and I picked up a lot of techniques and things that way. Awesome. So I stayed. Well, yeah. it's very commendable of you to admit that your son was probably a better volleyball player than you were. <laughs> Yeah, I would think so, too. I mean, he's a total jackass, but at least we know he might have been a better volleyball player. <laughs> uh, he did have some issues when he got to, to Ball State because the, the coaches kind of – this is kind of strange. When I was in playing at the university I, – I went to the University of Kentucky. And okay. if, you, if you want to get into that, that's another whole thing. But anyway um, – we played uh, against Ball State, and the coach of Ball State was named Don Shondell. And so then when I moved to Indiana uh, and was playing uh, in my latter, in the 30s, in my 30s, yep. we would go down to Ball State, another guy from Fort Wayne and I, and we would scrimmage those guys. And who was the coach? Don Shondell. Oh, how about that? Tally got down there. Who was the coach? Don Shondell. Oh, how about so, that? <laughs> 
So Dondell said of me, I was the best player they ever had. Oh. Except your son, until your son came. No, no. Now listen, wow. listen to what I said. Don Shondell always said I was the best player they ever had. Uh-huh. Which means when I played against them. Oh, I- got it. <laughs> oh. Well, awesome. We're going to transition away from volleyball now and talk about your swimming. All right. You have a couple swimmers on here, and Kasalk is already annoyed at a question I'm going to ask you in about five minutes. <laughs> we ask on all our I'll podcasts. pretend like I haven't heard it, <laughs> along with the rest of our listeners. We'll pretend. <laughs> but before we get to that, uh, uh, you're still a, sw- a swimmer. Yes, I've 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 sw- swum, swim, swam all my adult life, and part of my uh, childhood. My brother, who's eight years younger than me, was a fantastic swimmer on uh, on the swim club, and he started swimming at the age of four. I didn't actually get on a team until I was in college. Okay. And I went to, uh, I had a, a, a WSI, Water Safety Instructor oh, class. I, I got my WSI, I did that, I got that What as well. is this? I know nothing about this. That's the this class, that's the certification you have to get to be able to teach people how to be lifeguards and coaches. Yes, yes. And so... Uh, uh, the second semester of my freshman year, I took this class, and the and the teacher was a swim coach. Okay. And he, said, why don't you come out for the swimming team? So I swam for two years for them, and then I, I with my WSI, I was involved in in swimming, which is why I actually went to Northside when I got to Indiana because they have a pool. Okay. And so I taught swimming in my PE classes for years and years and years. And I and I swam when I could, but when I retired, I said to myself, "I've watched these kids exercise and do all this for years, and now it's my turn." Yep. So I started swimming uh, a couple of days a week. Started getting us swam for a mile, mile and a half, and then I worked up to where uh, I was swimming two to three to four miles <laughs> twice a week, and then I decided. Uh, what the hell? So uh, when I was 70, yeah. I decided I was going to swim 10 way, way back when you were 70. Yeah. Way so, back. Was that what, year, eight years ago? Was that eight years ago? Six years ago. Oh, six okay. Years. <laughs> Watch it. I swam on, on my during my birth month. Uh, one day I swam 10,000 yards. Wow. So I said to myself, I, I'm going to do it again uh, each year. So the next year. I got to 8,500, and I said, fuck it. Oh, <laughs> well, now we have to have the explicit take on this show, but okay. Wow, the first time I guess the word before us. that word, so I figured it was okay to say it. Yeah, so, so the next year, I swam 10,000 again, and then the next year was when I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, and I never could quite get on, get on track, but I was swimming pretty regularly uh, three to four miles at that time and then went through radiation and all that and now i'm I, i'm still struggling to get back into a regular routine so now i'm swimming two to three miles uh, when i swim a couple times a week two times a week and then i in the winter i i'm uh on a treadmill walking the treadmill for an hour hour and a half uh, elevated varying the speeds and in the summer i ride my bike wow that is amazing <laughs> Two to three miles in a swim. Kasok, have you ever swam three miles in one uh, one sitting? No, I made it to two miles, and then I think my shoulder fell off. 
Today, t- I was just thinking, literally today, I swam a quarter of 10,000 yards. A quarter of that. I swam 2,500 yards this morning. Well, and that- I like thought that was a good workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good workout. Yeah, so I, I have to go ahead. To go early because there's so much going on in the pool, I have to get a lane, and then I'm in there for a while. Hours. And, uh, yes, I am. And so I have to watch when I go in or else they'll pick, kick me out or make me share a lane, and our lanes are kind of small. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of big, and I can do it, but I don't like to do it. Yeah, no, I get that. you got to come down to Barton Springs and get there at 5 in the morning and then just be on there all day. Nobody, nobody will... Uh, <laughs> Nobody will bother you. Have you ever swam in Barton Springs? Have you ever uh, gone out there? Tolly took us by there okay. um, once, and we peeked in. But no, we haven't. I haven't ever swam there. No. You it's, would love it. Yeah, you would because you could just swim all day, and you have to share it. But it's a whole pool, so you don't have to worry about uh, running into people as much. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's seventy degrees. You're okay with seventy degrees swimming? Um, it's a little cool, but okay. <laughs> It is, a little, it is a little cool. A lot of the weaker people would say, that's freezing, and we get annoyed with them, and they're not invited back. So, <laughs> Well, they won't come back because, it. to me, it is cold when you first get in, but every swimmer knows you give it a lap, and you're good. Yes, or two or three. Yeah. Well, a lap of Barton Springs is what, 400, yeah. <laughs> 400 yards? 250, 250. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but here's a question. So you're in the pool for hours. I yep. assume you have uh, – how do you keep your goggles from fogging up? Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, well, I spit in them. There you go. Good old uh, hydrophilic sulfactant. Hydrophilic sulfactant. I, I, should, I should qualify that. Um, um, at, when I, at the pool where I swim at, they open at 5, and at 7, the lifeguard takes a break. So I have to get out at 7, so then I can use the bathroom or whatever. And then, um, uh, so re-lubricate my my goggles. And then once in a while, especially lately with my health issues, I have to get out and go into the bathroom during the middle of the 5 to 7, once or twice. So I'm not really solid swimming. I could do it, it, but uh, there's reasons why I I can't. At this point. <laughs> All right. Well, that that is absolutely incredible. So the farthest you swam is 10K, and you've done that uh, exactly once, right? Twice. Twice, okay. I, I think you got to buy a ticket to Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> saltwater. I want to mess with those sharks. Yeah. Have you ever swam in saltwater any uh, real distance? No. We, my, my wife and I have snorkeled in the salt water, and we've played around in the surf and things. But no, I never swam any uh, real distance in the salt water. No. But it is easier to swim in it. Well, so it's easier in that. I think, yeah, I think it is easier to swim in, but you need something if you're going to be in there for that long. Like you need a water bottle or something. Yeah, you get thirsty quick. Like, yeah, you float a little better, and I, I appreciate that. But, man, like I just don't like it all that that salt in my lips and I just, I feel thirsty and I just, I don't feel great. I kind of like salt, salt taste. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The first time I swam in salt water was, um, when I did Puerto Rico 70.3. Yeah. And I went in for my practice swim the day before and I'm like, Oh, this is nasty. Like the salt water, but you really do float. And then I raced in it and it went really well. 
And later I found out it wasn't actual salt water. It was brackish water. So, it was <laughs> so only, you only had half the salt. Healthier. Yeah, I, uh, my first triathlon was actually in the ocean. Um, and I had trained on Miami Beach for a little bit. And I was worried about jellyfish, mostly jellyfish. So there was other things, and you hate running into, like, kelp or whatever, but the jellyfish was what fear, I feared the most. Well, did you get stung? No, but I just – I probably because I was looking around for them the whole time. But South Florida, in certain times of the year, they do get uh, jellyfish washing up on the shore, and I figure if I have too many hours in the water, eventually I'm going to hit one. We got to tag Anya Ipatova in this because she did her last two practice swims getting ready for Ironman Maryland. She's gotten stung – Oh, really? by jellyfish. Oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah, and people just go in there. Everybody was just like, oh, yeah, there's jellyfish, whatever. And she's like, okay, I'm going to suck it up and be brave. And then she got out. She was like, yeah, that fucking hurt. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, for sure. We'll tag her in here. We got to get her listening again. I miss her. I haven't seen her uh, in a couple of years. Well, well, guess when you'll see her. Oh, really? Next This weekend? Yep. Holy shit, that's awesome. I got to figure out when she's coming in. Awesome. I know she's staying at our hotel. Okay. She lives in like so Philly. Anya, right? if you're listening. <laughs> awesome. So cool. Um, yeah, I'm saying oh, we gotta start tagging people. Uh I'll see a couple of the Emily's this weekend too, right? Yep, a couple of Emily's, a pair of Emily's. I will see them. I'm actually staying on the couch at one of the Emily's places. <laughs> Not the one who lives in Colorado. <laughs> no, that would be nice, but a, a rough commute. Yeah, so, uh, no, very cool. You know that uh, the Cubs-Cardinals game are in town this weekend, and uh, I will not get to any of the games. I know. I'm disappointed. We were going to reschedule the whole wedding for you. <laughs> That's okay. We'll see it. So, uh, awesome. Kesal, uh, do you have any more questions for Rye? I have I, I don't have any more questions, but I just want to give you appreciation well, because it is so tough. To, you know, no, I do have another question. Like, what is the key to keep going? It sounds like you've been one of those people that has done this your whole life. And I think a lot of us who started when we were younger, cough, cough, me, we're like afraid we're going to burn out. Like, we're afraid that it's just going to like hit us one day and we're going to be like, this sucks. Like, I hate it. So, like, what is your advice to keep loving it and keep doing it, whatever it is, until you're 76? <laughs> well, and, and beyond, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. One of the things that I've always done is I've tried to listen to my body. Now, what I mean by that is you, you get these people that wanna, want to uh, uh, start an exercise program. And so they say, okay, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run around the block once. So they get up and say, oh, boy. So, okay. Next day they say, I'm going to – I get to run around the block twice today. So they run around the block twice. And then pretty soon they're saying, today I have to run around the block four times. Yeah. You know, so I guess four. So what I always do, especially when I'm – if I haven't been doing anything and I started up is to listen to my body. And, and I, I do something, and then the next day I do it again. The next day my body – I, I think to myself, well, I can do a little bit more. So I do a little bit more. And so I wait until my body and my brain says, go farther. That's how it works in the swimming. I'll start when I, I'll start uh, at about a two mile, two and a half miles uh, at a time. And then two and a half miles in, I'll, I'll say, oh, I guess I can do more. So then I'll go more. Got it. So, so don't make it a chore, I guess. Is what yeah, I'm I, think, to say. I think the key was, like you said, I have. Too. Right, that's and the difference. There are there are times where I feel that way about this sport, but 
if I don't like it, like why why am I doing it? You know. Well, that was that's what happened to me at the age of thirty five with the volleyball. I, I was still in my prime, and a lot of people said, "Why did you quit?" And of course, I had a family at that time and the travel and all that. But I had to train so much to stay in that shape to compete against the younger people, yeah. and I got tired. Of so that's when I stopped playing. I would but say, I have, go ahead. I have a question for, is it, what is it, Kaysan? Kaysalk. Kaysalk. Kaysalk um, in Chicago. You live in Chicago, right? Yes, sir. Well, you ever hear of, um, you know, down in the summer, they play volleyball on the beach down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have one weekend where they have what they call a drunken draw. Oh. Oh, and what is this? I have no idea. All these, uh, all these people show up to play, and, and uh, you draw your partner. That's the draw part. The drunk okay. part is before each game, you have to drink a beer. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Fonz, you can oh. be on my team. The end of the tournament, if you're no, on the last. You know, hold on. Before you come in, case out, we don't get to choose each other, right? Like you just get picked paired with whoever you're picked paired with. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. That's... And so by the end of the end of the tournament, because it's like an elimination thing. The people that are split and they're diving for balls that they don't see, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It's it's pretty hilarious. Wow, that's a that's a good day. That sounds like a fun day. You start drinking beer at like nine in the morning. Yeah, whenever they start. <laughs> I, I, I've never done it because I, my my constitution would <laughs> wouldn't now for sure. But back when I was younger, it didn't really interest me, and I didn't play in the sand very much anyway. So, wow. but a lot of people. It's kind of like the beer mile for vo- beer mile for volleyball. I was just thinking that, yeah. I was like, you know, every sport has their equivalent of the beer mile. <laughs> I've played uh, beer ping pong. I've played uh, certainly uh, softball, where you got you put the keg on second base and the keg at home, and you got to drink that uh, beer before you round second base. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a it's a fun sport. You tend to start. Uh, there's a lot of doubles. There's very few triples. But if someone gets a triple, uh, chances oh are they're gonna God. get they're gonna get sick pretty shortly after that point. <laughs> so uh, wow, amazing stuff. Uh, any other stories for us, there, Rye? Um, I think I'm out of stories at this point. For yes. this one, all right. We'll get yeah. you back on. We'll get you back on for some more. But. Uh, that's amazing. Well, uh, thank you for being on. Uh, we're going to have some segments here. Do you want to stick around for our, uh, our segments? Sure. You really should. You really should. They're, they're super fun. I'd like to, yes. All right. So, uh, Kaysalk, you're going to intro the segments, right? Yep. Does that so, mean I'm or can I talk? No, oh, you're no, going you're gonna to be involved in them for sure. We got, we're going to have some talk. questions. We got a game. We're going to be playing. Is the game next? Yes. Actually, let's do the game next. As so, uh, as we before you introduce the game, we have uh, we're recording over at Live Love Paddle here because the internet's awesome, right? Oh yeah, the bats are crushing it. Uh, Live Love Paddle is a sponsor of our mailbag, but uh, because of that, we have a special guest for our uh, our game. <gasps> what? The very jackass himself, Tali Talaferro, has just walked in the building. Tali, welcome. Oh, Hi, Dad. Gosh. Hi, Tommy. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, just fine until uh, till, uh, till Fonzie uh, butchered our name. Yeah, well, he did. But here's the thing, though, Dad. I, I walked in about five seconds ago, and I heard Fonz call me jackass. Were you valiantly defending my 
my uh, valor and stuff. I just need to know this. I, I think he was the one to start it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so, Dad, you said you had no stories, and I know we're about to play a game, Case Hall, and I apologize, but what I want my dad to tell is not a story about fitness, not a story about really anything to do with sports, but the time that you stole beer when you were on or at a volleyball tournament. Can what? you please tell <laughs> that story? How could you leave that one out? Well, I just kind of forgot about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Okay, the, 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 she didn't forget uh, about it. Yeah, what happened? I was playing. Uh, this is a travel team that uh, we put together. There was, I was living in Fort Wayne, and there was two of us in Fort Wayne. There was uh, three of us from Muncie. Yeah. There was a guy from Detroit and two guys from Chicago on this team. And we were the scourge of the, of the Midwest. We would beat, win all the tournaments. One of the guys, uh, well, several of the guys went to Ball State. One of the guys wound up as an Olympic volleyball coach and so on and so forth. Anyway, so we were at a tournament in, um, I think it was Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania has um, uh, state liquor stores. And so you can't just go into a grocery store or a drugstore and buy liquor. you got to go to these stores. So the team was over, and we had won. And a Ball State student, because these guys were, were fifth-year players, and they'd already used up all their, their uh, uh, eligibility, right? And so they were playing with us. So we, we called ourselves uh, Michiana, That's the name of our team. Yep. And so this, this uh, gentleman, Dave Shakel, was his name, and he was an awesome middle hitter, just awesome. And he and I were sent out to get the beer. So we were in my car, station wagon. Now, you got to remember, I'm like 34 or 35. I'm a teacher. I'm respectable in the community. I got two. <laughs> so it's one of these things where you pull in one door, you you do your deal, and then the garage door opens in the front, and you drive out. But we pull in. And Dave gets out, he looks around, he doesn't see anybody <laughs> there. So I hear this rumble, rumble, rumble in the back of the car, and then he jumps in the car and says, let's go, let's go. And I said, wait a minute, we, we haven't seen anybody there in paint. So he puts his foot on my foot on the accelerator and zoom, out we go to the front door and stole two cases of beer. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you just stole them. Yep. Just so we went back, iced him up, and we had, uh, <laughs> had beer that night. Celebration beer that night. We did. We did. What an awesome story! Holy oh cow! I, if I had known to ask that, I uh, I would have asked that. But I love that story. Dry. Like I also like the drive-in beer issue. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. I don't know where they were. They probably have us on video, and, and today I'll probably get arrested. Thanks. <laughs> my- yeah, we're going to get interviewed by the FBI. K-Cell funds. Do you know this man? <laughs> no uh, idea. Tolly, I didn't know you knew that story. Uh, oh, oh, I know it for for two reasons. You told it to me once, and I met the guy that, that pushed your gas pedal down <laughs> here in Austin at the, the, the Austin volleyball game. And yeah, he told me the same story. I, I know it from two sources. Oh my god! Yeah, well, do they sound the same? Exactly the same, but <laughs> the, but the other guy blamed you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't even drink beer, you know. <laughs> I think there's a statute of limitations on uh, beer on stealing beer theft from in Pennsylvania, yeah, exactly yeah. from many times yeah, in a different state. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing! All right, very cool. 
Um, Tali's waving at me. You have another another something I, you want I to say? I do have one more story. I, I, I didn't hear all of the volleyball part of this because I came in at the last second just to, to join in. But, Dad, did you tell um, K. Salkin Fonz the story about how Doug Beal called you the hardest hitter this side of California? <laughs> I don't know that story. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So no. we have Doug Beal just walked in the door right yeah, now. No, he's not. I wish. <laughs> So, no, I was trying out for the Olympic Festival in my, I think, my sophomore year in college. And uh, this is the Olympic Festival, for those who may not know, is like the precursor to Olympics and whatnot. It's, it's the, the it's some of the better players. And you try out and you make it in second day, maybe or maybe not. But anyway, the, if you make the team, then you go and you play at the Olympic Festival, which is in different parts of the country. And one of the coaches, the year I played, was Doug Beal. And he came up to me after he heard my name and said, is your dad Ry Tolliver? And I said, yeah, he sure is. And he said, do you know that your dad hit the volleyball harder than anybody this side of California? How? All the way up until like the 80s and stuff. Yeah, which was which which at that time was incredible. So, so Fonz, let's, yeah. let's flash back to the question you asked me about, is Tolly a better player than you? And I said, he's probably a better player, but you hit the ball harder. There you go. See, that's been documented by Doug Beal. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. And my dad hit the, was always a way better attacker than me. Now, I was way better of an all-around player. My, you should see my dad play defense. He could not dig if he had a shovel. <laughs> oh, fight word. Well, his boobs are probably too big. Is that the problem? <laughs> Have you ever knocked anybody out? Because I was damn near close to getting knocked out when I was blocking at a tournament I played in Spain. Have you ever knocked anybody out? In fact, he did. But I did get a guy right in the face, and his glasses went flying all over the place, and he had his no nose was ble bleeding, and his glasses cut his nose, and you know it wasn't a very fun thing to see. I guess yeah. if you're uh, wearing glasses and your arms are spread too far across the net from uh, Senor Tolliver, you're, uh, you're 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 gonna get that. That's gonna happen to you. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. We got distracted a bit here, but let's get back to that game. Are you ready? I can't follow this up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. This is just too you good. You just end it right here. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> no way. I got to defeat my dad at the game, K-Salk. Let's go. Come on. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, this is getting – we're, like, tapping into a rivalry here. Yeah, I don't know if I'm safe in the middle of them. Well, we haven't even talked about ping pong yet, K-Salk. <laughs> oh, wow. I won't bring it up then. All righty. What do we got? Okay, so I'm spending the week with a bunch of Italians. Okay. And if you've ever tried to learn Italian, it's just enough like English where you make a lot of mistakes. Yep. And the thing that really throws me off, and, and Fonz and I, we've spoken Spanish on the podcast before. We both speak Spanish. But See, the Carl? thing that throws me off about Italian is there are so many false cognates. Oh, interesting. So there are so many words that sound like you know what they mean, but they mean something completely different. Oh, okay. So this has nothing to do with sports, but it is a competition. So, Tali, get ready. I'm ready. Tali's, get ready. Ta wait, are we going with Tali? Yeah, who's first? How, are we, how, how does the game work? Like, is this a multiple choice? Are you going to give us the rules? No. So I'm just going to give you the word. 
Okay. And you guys have to, and I'll give you the language that the word is from, and you guys have to guess what it means. We are giving two prizes. There will be two points awarded, one to the most accurate answer and number two for the most creative answer. Oh, I'm so going to win all the number two points. points. And creativity points. Well, who decides the creativity points? The judge. Me. Yeah, the judge. <laughs> I decide. <laughs> the judge, of course. Durr. All righty. So are we going to do like alternating answers? Like how do we decide who answers? Um, so we will always start. We'll do youngest to oldest. That's oh. Fawn's first then. Yeah. When's your birthday, Tali? I'm three days older than you. When's your birthday? May 8th. All right, I made 12, so four days. He loses one point for bad math. Wow, technical point gone. One yeah, point. That, but, does that mean I'm the oldest because my birthday's May the 23rd? <laughs> yeah, you're, yes, you're the oldest. Yes, because you're old, of that. by whatever that is, 12 days. I'm sure my math is bad again there. But <laughs> Well, what we're going to do is everybody gets to answer. So yeah. even if you get it right, we're still going to go on because the creativity points will prevail. Oh. So, Got it. Should um, we maybe should we go oldest to youngest so that our actual guest gets to go first, or or Rye, do you want to go last? What well, you get to choose? I'm fine with with, with the lineup. Yeah, All that's right. fine. All right, youngest to oldest. Yeah, let's do it that way. Okay. Oh, I have a question. Can can you give the same answer as someone else? Sure, you can give the same answer, but just so you know, you'll totally lose the creativity points if you get, the same <laughs> you get zero. Answer. You get Not zero creativity creative. points. Negative creativity. <laughs> this isn't like a ice ice baby where you can just rip it off. Anyways, no one liked that joke. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I'm gonna say all these words like an American. So pardon my French, if you will. Or Italian. Um, so the first word is going to be car carpeta, and the language is Spanish. Does anybody want to give what it means? Do you get to spell it? C-A-R-P-E-T-A. -E carpeta. Carpeta. Okay. Carpeta. Well, it goes, it, Fonz is the first guest. Wait, who goes first? It's oldest or youngest to oldest. No, you go first, Tali. Why am I first? I'm not even the youngest or the oldest. He's the middle oh, one. Oh, that's right. Fonz is the youngest. Carpeta. <laughs> All right. Carpeta is the process of parking your car under a bridge. <laughs> Very close. Any okay. other guesses? Uh, Tali, you're next, I guess. Wait, but I thought we were giving two answers. The actual one or, or just creativity? No, no, just no. one answer. That's okay. my, that's one my answer. answer. I will give points. That is, the, uh, right, that is the accurate one. I was going for accuracy on Carpeta, that one. Carpeta. for accuracy. Carpeta is what lesbians do in Spain. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh. Rye, what do you think? Carpata? Uh, carpet. It's car carpata. Carpeta. <laughs> and it, it it has to do with flooring in the Colosseum. Colosseum. Oh. Okay. Wow. Which is not in Spain. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna give that all the creative points because okay. that was. That was pretty good. Two creative points for Rye. All right, who did anyone get the car, correct the carpeta answer? So the correct answer is like a folder. Oh, carpeta. It's pronounced carpeta. So like when you go to school, you put all your crap in your carpeta, and then you head yeah. off to school. Yeah, it doesn't mean carpet. Oh, damn! I thought it might. I, I don't. I don't like like to be critical, but how is that parking your car close to a folder? 
It's uh, not. It's not. I didn't no. get any points. I didn't get, get any, any points. points. You're the oh, only you one. Be close, you know. <laughs> no, it's a joke. No, I, I am always going to say I'm close. Like, no matter what the answer is, no matter what I say, I'm just going to declare I'm close. Haven't you, play, you played catchphrase with Fonz, Dad. You know how he does. I do. That is not close at all. And there are going to be no technical points awarded. Okay. All right. All righty. But, but uh, Rye gets the creativity points. All righty. Bring in the calcium. Okay. The next word is German, and it is tasten, T-A-S-T-E-N. Do I have to go first? You go first. I'm going to use it in a sentence, okay? And then uh, that's it. That's going to be my entire answer. Okay. It's like, I was out on a kayak tour. I was so hungry. I came back. I was really happy tasting that pizza. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, that's it's maybe that's no. the best or creative answer. We'll see. Obviously, tasting uh, that pizza. No, obviously, Fonz. Obviously, tasting is what you call the eye makeup you put on your eyebrows when you want to look really sexy as a German maiden. Oh, a German maiden eye makeup. All yeah. right, cool. Tasting. What do you think? You, you guys, you guys got it all wrong. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Tostin, tasting is the big name of the big clock in downtown Munich. Oh, interesting. Der tasting. Yep. Der tasting. Der tasting. When it, when it means clock, you know, when people say, have you seen Der tasting? Then, then she's talking about the clock in Munich. <laughs> what the hell? All right. Oh, okay. All right. Um, that was a pretty good answer. I, I just can't get over... The eyebrows. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so that gets the creativity points. But it really means to touch or to feel. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so Tali's, Tali gets the creativity points, right? Yep. yep. Well, there. So he's back to one after having negative one for losing one a point earlier. Okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> you lost a point. It's true. Yeah. That, that was official. Okay. The next word is Italian, and I actually used this word this week with the Italians. Um, it is stanza. Stanza. S-T-A-N-Z-A. I get to go first? Yes. You can keep asking it, and it won't become untrue. <laughs> I'm just trying to kill time, as I think. I'm going with... Uh, a segment or part. Oh. That's my answer. I'm going with segment or part. All in. All in on segment. Go ahead. Tali, you're up now. Are you up. next? So, who's the next so oldest? I, I think I know exactly what a stanza is, but I want those two creative points. So this is when stanza is when the rival Italian mob wants to come in front your Italian mob and you say, I'm going to stanza right here and not let you past. <laughs> oh, Ooh, wow. That, that could be worth a couple points. Just saying. We'll see. All right, Ryan, what do you think? I think, it's a, I think segment is close. I think it's a segment of a song. Oh, okay, Saul. This is uh, obviously who these points are going to. You know what? I think I think that is probably 
an accurate answer. So I will give you one technical point. But, um, and yeah, Tally, you get all the creative points. Uh, Tally, <laughs> two creative points is up to three. Uh, stanza, una stanza is a room. A room? Uh-huh. A room, like a bedroom. Like oh, when I was showing yeah. them their rooms, I said, la tua stanza. Oh, interesting. Mm, okay. okay. Like bedroom. Yeah. All right. So I'll take a point for that just because I have the marker. Wait, why is Pons going to point for that? Again. That is not allowed. <laughs> I just physically okay. saw him mark the paper, K-Salk. You've got to regulate here. I, I can't do anything. I'm too far. <laughs> I've got the pen. You're next to him. Do you do something? <laughs> I've got the pen. Fair point, yeah. Pons is bigger than me. I don't know what I can do. <laughs> I think Tyler just called me fat. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Okay. Nice. So this is, we're going to do another German word. This might be my favorite word on the list. Um, the word is der Chef. Der Chef. C-H-E-F. It's one word. C-H-E-F. Der, der Chef. The Chef. Der Chef. Or der is the. Okay. So Chef is the word. All right, dear chef. Uh, who goes first? Do I go first? Oh my god! <laughs> Put the marker down. <laughs> he already gave himself a point for that. I don't know. How, I don't know how. <laughs> All right, dear chef is actually an acronym. Dare is just the right, and uh, C H E F is. Um... <laughs> oh, let's hear this. <laughs> it's stan- pay attention, listeners. Yeah, it stands for cats. Have ears. Fuck. <laughs> so that's the acronym. Oh my, what? Cats have what? ears. Fuck. Because cats are Tally, super, like, Tally, dangerous. Can, and you, they... can you beat that? I yes. probably can. And, uh, Father, I, I apologize for my compadre here. He's dropping F-bombs here. I know that offends your delicate ears. So I'm going to go with, instead of that. He was dropping them. I, yeah. I, I, you're right. I heard him. I know. I mean, whatever. So, no, I think I think it's, uh, I think you tried to pull a slick one on this case. Look, I think that it's not the person cooking. I think it's what's being cooked. So I think that their chef probably means like the calf or the cow or the sheep or the lamb or the veal that's being cooked. I like that answer. It's not right, but (laughs) (laughs) it's not creative enough, but good answer nonetheless. All right, Ryan, you're up. What's uh, dear chef? Tolly, you guys keep getting my answers. (laughs) Oh, you had the acronym. You're just sitting on the acronym over there. Okay, cool. That's okay. Um, I I think maybe it is a kerchief, or you know, like scarf kerchief. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Dad, very um, good. You're the first person to use the word kerchief since 1976. (laughs) Maybe I don't know. Sure, I used it last week too. Awesome. He's 76 going on 212. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, uh please right, assign so points. Funds, yeah, you get some creative points. Boom, five oh. creative points. For an acronym. But nobody got it right. Okay. The answer is, their chef is the boss. The boss. Oh, oh. the chief. The chief. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah, duh. It's just one. It's one letter off from the chief. Oh wow, we should have gotten that one. 
Everybody, I everybody loses five points. Wait, no, that's his case. I was saying. You can't, you can't do that. I got the pen. Right. We're points. gonna do one more tiebreaker. This is a new language. Tiebreaker this question. Before we get a tiebreaker, wait. Before we get a tiebreaker question. Uh, right now, uh, Tali is at three. Rye is at two, and Fonz is at three. So uh, here we go. Whatever. This one's for all the marbles. All the marbles. Yeah. So this is Portuguese. The okay. word is parentes. Parentes. Parentes uh, or parentes? Spelling, please. Parentes. Like, it's supposed to sound like parents. P-A-R-E-N-T-E-S. So you're not, you're saying it's not parents. It, that's the whole point of the game, is it's not <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> All righty. Parentes. Who goes first? <laughs> Jesus. You do. Okay. <laughs> Why do I go first? Well, oh my god! All right, parentes is a uh, a word for twin male deer. So two bucks. I'm going with two bucks. <laughs> twin male deer. Wow! Turn that phone off. Yeah, somebody's telemarketer. Yeah, so Someone so popular. Wants to kayak today. Wait, are you still? Are you still got a landline there, Dad? What the hell? That's <laughs> what at the kayak place. We're talking oh. about taste, not landmark. <laughs> All right, Tolly. Two All male deers. Two male deer. Is it, right. two, is it two bucks? No, 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 no. That's that's just dumb. Um, parentes is obviously what one would paddle on if you were to take. Two stand-up paddle boards, attach them together, and go on the surf off the beautiful Portuguese coast. Oh, nice. And that would be a parentes because you're together oh, and you're that like it's, it's so romantic, I know. And sunset and champagne. Sunset and champagne, exactly. Thanks, Bonds. That's what's called a parentes. It's a two paddle boards latched together on the Portuguese coast in the beautiful surf. That's obviously what parentes Tally, is. Tally's trying to pick somebody up on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah. Very yeah, nice. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right. That's a good answer. Pops, your turn. Bring it. Well, I am I am so sorry, feel so sorry for both of you guys because <laughs> we were in Portugal just a couple of, of uh, years ago and spent four wonderful days there. And Parentes is the uh, avenue and entrance into the uh, wine wineries that they have there. And one of their big ones is Port Wine. And parentheses is the way you get into the port wine tasting place. Oh, interesting. Wow. That sounded very okay. authoritative. Oh, my God. That is not the answer. But, man, I'm giving you all the points. <laughs> <laughs> he said it with authority. I was like, wait a minute. Is that true? I, I would have believed it. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, would I tell you something that wasn't true? Never, Dad. <laughs> Have you have you got time for another story? Oh yeah, we do. This oh, is by the way, it means relatives. This is a travel story. Wait, parentes means relatives? Wait, I get points because I was talking about twin deer. They are technically Go relatives. Oh, hey, it's not your podcast. I get one point, and therefore the win. No, Dad got two points. No, he got two creative points. So it's four to four to four is the final answer. <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought we were done. We're with the content, <laughs> we're never done. We're never done. Okay. Is, is there more? I'm sorry. No more. We want to hear the story. Story. Story, story time. Story time. Well, we were traveling in Spain, 
and we were going to Pamplano. Do you know what happens there? Running the bulls. The running of the bulls. And so we want to go see the running of the bulls. In July, it's hot. Uh, and so we parked our car, and we found out it's a huge city, not just a small little town. So we can't figure out how we're going to find where the bulls are going. So we decided it's a festival, and the people from the festival have wear white outfits with a red sash around their hat and a wet red sash. Is sash is that a modern word? Sash. Sash yeah. is and good. Yeah. Red, <laughs> red sash around their waist. And so we're going to just follow one of those people to the running of the bulls. Well, everybody was wearing the damn costume. So I saw this guy walking down the street in a purposeful manner. So I ran over to him and I've had four years of Spanish in college. So I ran over to him and I said, pardone, senor. So he stops and he turns around. Pardone, senor, right? That, yeah. that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. And so I said, the pronunciation is pretty good. Yeah. But I didn't to say running of the bulls. So I said, KS Direccion El Toro. <laughs> and the guy looks at me really funny and then he says, Follow me. <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna deal with trying to speak Spanish with this gringo, so uh, let's just go follow me. So this man from Texas and he'd been there eight years in a row to watch the running of the bulls. Oh my god. <laughs> Follow me. That's awesome. Holy cow. What a great story. What a great segment. This has been amazing. Holy bull. Pick this contest. You didn't realize that you were, had a linguist in the group, did you? <laughs> <laughs> An expert. No, but K-Salk, we're tied four to four to four. We got to have some sort of deal breaker. Yeah, it's come four on. to four All to right, four right now. You got another we'll one? You got to come up with something else. more. All right. Ask me, okay. ask the question, what is Tolly's favorite flavor of cake? That's probably no, a fair question. That's not a fair tiebreaker question. <laughs> Who is the goalie of the water polo? <laughs> I know this one. one. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I, okay, so I have a better one. Who has a penis museum in their house? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's make Please it. don't say your dad. Please no, you do. Dad. I heard it last <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hey everybody. I uh, let's focus back here. Laura, we need our tiebreaker question. Laura, Laura earmuffs. Laura earmuffs. Linguistics question back. Uh, Kesalk, let's hear our okay. tiebreaker question. Okay, we're gonna do another German one because I think that one was our best one so far. Okay. So this one is Das Jim. D A S for the Jim. Jim. G Y M. All right. Uh, I'm going. Who goes first? I just want to quit the podcast. <laughs> All right. I will say Das Jim is my friend Jim Mortensen. He's got German roots, and I call him Das Jim. Das Jim. And he spells it with a G. Well, his name is James, but I call him uh, Jim. Das Jim. So Jim Mortensen is my answer. I got to take him in there. He's on Facebook. It's not going to be helpful. All right. All right. My answer to Das Jim is... <clears throat> It's, it's what you call a, uh, a person that is a, a, a gymnast. It's the German word for a gymnast that is the, doing the, the rings and the iron crosses and the, and the horse and all that stuff that male gymnasts do, which is kind of silly because they wear really funny tights. All right. Well, I've... Let's hope you got something good, Rye. <laughs> it's well, not gonna, it's not going to take a lot to get the points I'll tell you that English is is uh, made up of a whole bunch of different languages and 
And Das Jim means the PE class. The PE class. Oh, the PE class. oh gosh, bless. K-Song, we all are lame. You know Give what? Give us another chance. It is, it is a tie. You all suck the same. <laughs> and K-Song gets five points for putting the game together and wins Woo! five to four to four to four. Wait, do you guys want to know what it means? Yes, Das of course. Jim? It doesn't really matter. It's a grammar school. Oh, okay. Isn't that weird? Yeah, Das Jim. Das Jim, like the little, the little kidlins, the little kinder. Look at that. Jim. How about that? Awesome. Hey, K-Salk, great game. Great. That was yeah, that was really super fun. Yeah. <laughs> that game. was fun. I I was so Fonz told me that Tali was showing up like just a little before the podcast, like after I'd already put this together, and I'm like, oh my god, Tali's gonna be perfect for this game. <laughs> I really liked it. And I also liked um Actually, no, I didn't like tying with my dad at all. I wanted to beat him. I didn't like tying at all with my dad. (laughs) Very rarely does the host of the game win, but we all kind of blew that tiebreaker. You guys had so many options. (laughs) Oh, M. Very cool. All right. Let us move on to our seggies. All right. Let's start out with Mailbag, brought to us by Live Love Paddle. All right. Live Love Paddle, sponsoring the Mailbag, the... uh, the bats are crushing it, so uh, let's uh, get on. Uh, how many questions do you have? Did you get any emails? So I got one email. All right. I also got one. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, I can go first. Mine is a multi-part. A multi-part question. Yeah. That seems and I'm like... going to actually edit this because this one gives two options, and I'm going to um, bring that up to four options. No, we're going to bring it up to five options. So these are all who would win, K-Selk or Fonz? Oh, But we're going to say, is it going to be K-Selk, Fonz, Tali, Rye, or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, interesting. Those are your options. Okay, so just to, just to clarify, when you, when you ask this question, there are five appropriate answers. And there the are five, five answers. The, the, so Sarah sent in this email. She just wanted to know me or you, Fonz, but we're going to amend it. Got it. Everybody's listening pleasure. So so when you answer the question, the answer has to be K-Selk, Fonz, Tali, or Rye, or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Got it. Okay. All right. Let's hear the question. Okay. The first one is, who will do a full Iron Man first? Hmm. I already know my answer is Rye. Who goes first? <laughs> oh, you already answered. <laughs> Right, Ry will probably do a full Iron Man uh, first. Okay, cool. Uh, Ry, I guess since you were the object of the answer, you get to answer next. Uh, can I say none of the above? No. <laughs> you got to pick. All right. I mean, uh, you're, you're right, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Fonz. Yeah, very nice. Thank you All for right. that. All right. And the only reason that would be right is my friend Corey really started like pushing. He, he pressures me, and he may pressure me into something dumb like that. So uh, I think that's where this question came from was um, our podcast with Corey. All right, yep, that make, that makes sense. Uh, I'll say Kesalk because she's the youngest of us all by many, many decades. Like right. a decade and a half. Well, from me, but our guests like many decades. Oh yeah, that, that's right. true. And the last answer here, uh, so. I know my dad swims. I know my dad runs. Remember, Aaron Rodgers can be an answer. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, fine. But um, also, I know my dad does ride a bike. I don't know if he's a biker per se. But I also know 
that until I was the age of 37, maybe 40, I got whipped by my dad in ping pong, volleyball, um, swimming, and every sport known to humankind. He even beat me in like tiddlywinks. And so I'm saying my dad's going to be the first one to do this, but, but all y'all. I'm telling you too. That's what I say. about that? All right. Damn, I got to start training again. <laughs> okay. Who has more pets? This isn't even a fair question. Not a fair question. But, uh, Rye, you get to go first. Oh, man. Wait, more pecs? Like, is it pectoral? Pectoral muscles? No. We all have the same amount of pectoral muscles, but some, one of us has <laughs> I don't know. Pecs. Aaron Rodgers would win that one. <laughs> oh, I have a side more question on that, but go ahead. Pecs? Pets. Or pets. Pets, like, like animals. animals. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, caisson. Caisson. It's not me. So. I'll tell you that right Wait, now. Pets? Like pets. Dogs and cats. Yeah. Well, that's an obvious answer. Uh, well, who goes next? Do I go next? It's, yeah, you go. I know Aaron Rodgers has a dog named Champ, but I also have a dog named Harley and another one named Frankie and a dog named Pinto Bean and a cat named uh, Katniss Everdeen and Inigo Montoya and Hugh Blackman. So I'm going to go with the six. I'm going with Fonz on that one. I second that. <laughs> hey, uh, Dad, if you're smart money's on Fonz in this one. I have one dog. His name's Oliver. He's 15 years old, which makes him about 130. But I'm going with Fonz, too. You and Oliver's want, still alive, at least yeah. as of a couple hours ago. All right. And I know for a fact that Dad and Laura don't have a dog because they have to travel all the time, and they can't have any dogs or cats. <laughs> all righty. So uh, Fonz gets a point on that right. one. No points. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's no points. Does that mean I can change my vote? <laughs> uh, also not a vote? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. It's Fonz. This Here, is hands Here's down. the last one. This is the really fun one. Okay. Who will be more likely to die drowning in a cold pool of sharks? I'm assuming there's also water in there. A cold pool of sharks. <laughs> oh, it would be a shitty pool if there was no water in a pool of sharks. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the sharks would die. Would that be considered pets? Saltwater. Okay, so who's going to die in a pool of sharks? Kaysok, why don't you go first? I really want to vote for myself. <laughs> okay, well, you can. <laughs> it's up to you. Also, this isn't a vote. We don't get to vote who jumps in the pool of sharks. <laughs> no, I just know that if it came down to it, I would not You'd do well there. compared to everyone else. That I'm Even Aaron Rodgers can swim better than me, I bet. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers because uh, I think he's going to get, like, on a dare. He'll be like, have you ever seen Happy Days? And they'll be like, no. Did you ever hear the Jump the Shark? Yeah. And he'll get on a freaking motorcycle and try to jump the shark and fall off his motorcycle and land in the pool of sharks and get eaten. Dad, uh, you're next. Okay. That's who I'm going to vote for as well, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. All right. I'm going to think out of the box here, Dad, and Fonz and Case Salk and Aaron Rodgers, I guess. But I'm going to vote for my dad's wife, Laura. Oh, interesting. Wow, she was not on there, but are we going to let her in? Are we going to let her in? Yep, she can come in. Well, okay. Now, I, if you're going to do that, I'm going to have to go with you, Tolly, because <laughs> when we were down um, uh, snorkeling at the Great Barrier Reef, one at, one, we were on this boat, and this guy was throwing meat into the water. And we said, chunks of little chunks of meat, what are you doing? He said, I'm drawing the shark so that you guys can see him. And <laughs> I said, I'm not getting in the water. And he said, yeah. oh, they just 
whole sharks. But my wife, boom, in she goes to look at the sharks. So. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's oh why I voted for Laura. I knew that was I knew that was the deal. Wow. I'm gonna take my answer back and say Fonz is gonna be the one who dies in the in the <laughs> In the sharks, just because now that we're having this discussion, I kind of want to get on a mo- uh, motorcycle. Yeah, you kind of want to do it. it. Yeah, I got to live up to my namesake. Oh my god! Wow, that was a good question. Who sent that in? That was Sarah. Sarah. It looks like she's from North Carolina. NC, North Carolina. All right, cool. How about that? Um, all right, I got a question here. All right. Um, this is Scott again from Pembroke Pines. I don't know if we've ever had anyone from Pembroke Pines, but it sounds familiar. Pembroke, Pembroke Pines, Florida. Here's his question. Now, uh, K-Salk, you and I are going to answer this and then we'll open up to our guests. Is that cool with everybody? Yep. Yep. All right. Scott says, I met a girl in a rec, uh, rec league softball game team. It's on the team. We have been dating for about two months, but I had to break it off because she's a horrible human being. Oh, good reason to break it off. Good reason. Uh, She's been on the team longer, but isn't at all interested in playing softball. Who gets to stay on the team? Both of us can't. It was a really bad breakup. So, Kesok, what do you think? Scott or his horrible girlfriend? Who gets to play softball? I mean... Honestly, just figure something out. What do you mean, just figure <laughs> something out? He's trying to. That's why he emailed us. <laughs> I don't. This is like Ann Landers. Like, when do we give dating advice? I don't think this is dating advice. This is softball advice. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think we're going to try to uh, re- regenerate their relationship. We just got to see. Oh, no. Who- I don't want to regenerate their relationship, but. Although that might happen if it gets a little 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 wild at softball Sunday. No, I'm thinking like somebody can hit somebody in the head with a softball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what I do you think? You... I figure if they're a terrible human being, you won't want to be around them at all. Right, which is why we <laughs> like have to decide. If it's an amicable breakup, then you could figure it out. But So uh, who gets to stay on the team? One's got to stay, one's got to go. I think I would leave if they were a terrible human. So you think he should leave... Yeah, I think if I were him, I would just leave. You just just exit. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on his side because I think she's just I'm I'm just this is all the context I have, but I think she's just on the team because of like mutual friends or whatever, and she's probably gonna be happy just you know staying home on Sunday morning, being hungover, and not having to worry about it. And I think uh, I think that's the route to take is that uh, since she's not interested in softball, you're going with the utilitarian answer, which is the team, and he is. They're all probably better off if he stays on the team. I'm thinking about the team. Do it for the team. Do it for the team. If she's not interested, I, then uh, that's fine. Tali, yeah. Can, what I, can I ask her next? Because what I have to say here is that Fonz's answer was the most boring, wrong <laughs> answer that I've ever heard in my life. Boring I'll, is I'll fine. Just, I'll just go with his answer, I guess. Because okay. I have no opinion on this matter. <laughs> No, you don't have to. Oh, yeah. You, well, if you don't have an opinion, no opinion. It's uh, this isn't one where you pick a person anymore. Right. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I think they I think they have a cage match, and whoever wins the cage match gets to stay on the team. That's a good answer as well. Wow, right. that's a good answer. Scott's listening. And then like he'll get to like punch her in the face. It'll be great. Interesting. Scott's listening. Like, oh, this isn't super helpful, but all right, let's move on. Go ahead, uh, Rye. What do you think? Who gets to play softball? Oh. My first thought is, if this woman's such a horrible person, how is it that other people 
even wanted her on the team in the first place. Fair point. There you go. That's going through my, my head as well. A second, and my second thought is make one of them the first baseman and the other one the left fielder. <laughs> Just opposite ends, opposite ends. Opposite of the field. ends of the field. One <laughs> of them's the catcher, the other one's the left fielder. There you go. And my third answer is, and you guys are not going to like this, but she was on the team first, so he should go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would say if we were Spoken awarding like a points true here, coach. yeah, if we were awarding points here, Dad would get the three for those. Those were all good answers. Yeah, no, no points, no voting. This is just advice. This is our uh, dating uh, dating advice column. Dating advice. <laughs> so you know how they always say you should never date somebody in the office that you're working in or whatever? Yeah. You should never date anybody on the softball team that you're on either. <laughs> Amen. I mean, they, they call them sport and social clubs, but I don't know why uh, you'd want to socialize in your social club. I mean, I've never, ever been to a single softball league. I would never do that, of course. <laughs> you got to date people on other teams. <laughs> oh, man. Our segments today have been super fun. Thanks These for have our... been really good segments. Yeah, and the games was awesome. Man, Rye, you've been an incredible guest. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, well, let's move on. What's next? We favorite just, things. What's? Oh, yeah. Favorite things. Sponsored by the Homewood Flossmore Community Running Club. Homewood Flossmore Community Running Club. All right. Well, thank you for uh, HFCS. Was that? Did I say that right? HFCRC. CRC. Awesome. Um, all right, uh, Kesak. You want to go first, or should I? So I decided that I. I think I used the thing I want to use as my favorite thing as my favorite thing. So I'm going to pick something else. Wait, that was a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to say that my favorite thing is my Enzo ring, but I think I said that was my favorite thing already. Okay. Fair enough. That's yeah. It's been a while. We've had uh, like a thousand episodes. Can I reuse it? You used water like eight weeks in a row. No, I didn't. But anyhow, all right. Yeah. Use something else. Go ahead. Oh, fine. So I want to say Enzo ring. So I'm going to say that my favorite thing is my wedding ring. And I know a lot of people probably say that because they feel like they have to. But my wedding ring is actually it's my grandma's wedding ring who passed away eight years ago. And when she was alive, I always told her that I liked her ring like when I was a kid. And she told me, well, when I die, you can have it. Spoken like a true old person. Like, wow, that was amazing forethought on you. You're like 30 years from now. I know. I'm not well, I spend didn't even say, I was a kid. What did I think? <laughs> I said, Grandma, I like your wedding ring. She said, well, you can have it when I die. And then, yeah, like 20 years later, it shows up in her will. Wow. And I think I tore the family apart. People are like, how come Kristen gets it? <laughs> She's like, like well, she had good game theory 20 years ago. That's all it was. Seriously. So I got it, and I've, then I have seen that wedding ring. Yeah, didn't didn't you watch it be put on me for the first time? I did. I was there. Yeah, you were there. Was, yeah. Um, so that's my favorite thing, and I just love the story. And I really don't think there's any true hard feelings about it. No. But it was just really cool. Like when we were talking about buying wedding rings, I'm like, I don't need to buy one. I've got one. Let's just get it resized. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it's making all of our, our uh, guests cry again for the second time on the FitCast. People are crying. Um, <laughs> not, not crying, officially. <laughs> not crying. Uh, but it's a good story. Oh, wonderful. Feel good. All right, I'm going to go next so that our uh, guest and guest and a half can think about uh, their answers. My favorite thing this month is just generically and specifically 
getting a pedicure. I got one just before Woo! the FitCast today. It was wonderful. It's been a lot of there's been a lot going on, been super busy, and it was nice to have that little one hour vacation where you sit back with a glass of wine. Oh yeah. And you get a little calf massage <laughs> and they clean out your toenails and I went with uh some pretty fancy colors. I'm excited to uh, sport them next weekend in Chicago if I can wear open-toed shoes if it's not too cold. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I love getting pedicures. It's amazing. It's it's a one-hour vacation. Yeah, I like them too. I uh, can't wait to get mine this week. So, Dad, are you mad because Vaughn stole your favorite thing? <laughs> 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 well, it's a little dis- discerning, but I can, I can find, uh, find something else. <laughs> Very cool. All right, uh, who's next, uh, Tolly or Tolly Jr.? Uh, I'll go one and a half. Let's let my let's let my pops go last. All uh, right, Ryan, let's hear it. What's no, your no, favorite no. thing? Pops last. Oh, pops yeah, last. Yeah, no, pops last. Tolly first. And my my favorite thing is also semi selfish, like Fonz is. My favorite thing is that my old ass dog, who Oliver. is going to be yeah, he's fifteen ass now. Dog? No, he's not an ass dog. He's an old er dog. He was limping so bad three days ago. He had a hitch in his giddy-up, and he could barely move. And then he he did one of those, uh, when you think about a dog, the feet sliding out either way. Um, yeah. He, he just splayed out and fell flat on his tummy because he couldn't hold himself up. But that was three days ago. Two days ago, he's a little better. One day ago, he's a little better. Today, on his walk, he was trotting like a pup again. So I don't know what happened to him or what. He might probably slipped on his leg wrong, but he's back in the pink right now. So I'm really happy about that. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Oliver, K-Song, have you ever met Oliver? No, I haven't. You came. Did you did you go kayaking or paddleboarding when you visited us? Yeah, but I don't think there was a dog there. Yeah. You your wedding, though, right? Holly wasn't... Uh, wasn't working the day we went though, so uh, anyway, yeah, you got to meet he's, Oliver. He's, he's back in the pink. He's he's like trotting again, and not like a pup, of course. He's still slow, but he's, he's not his, he's not falling and limping anymore. His so. squirrel chasing days are done. Yeah, so that's my well, thing. If so, you hadn't taken him over the ice rink, Tully, you probably wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> put put ice skates on him. Oh, that's the problem. Oh, yeah, son of a. You got to tie those skates tighter. <laughs> All right, uh, right. You got a favorite thing from last month? I do. I do. Let's hear it. Laura, my wife and I had an occasion, a wonderful occasion, to travel to Austin several weeks ago, yep. and we hosted a little gathering. And during the gathering, we played our favorite game, catchphrase. Oh, I'm really going to catch. Oh phrase. yeah, I love that game. Well, don't ever play with Fonz. What? At least Jean. <laughs> So we we just have different philosophies on what the purpose of playing the game is. That's all. This is my dad's favorite thing. Bonds, pipe down. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Well, and then then, uh, to to to, uh, uh, expand on that, my actual my favorite thing was watching the two of you go at each other. During the course of the game, which met, made no sense and didn't have any contribution to the game at all. <laughs> so, uh, Kaysock, we made a we made a uh, mistake. We let them sit next to each other. And that was- <laughs> yeah, the problem is that, uh, as we have said several times on this Fitcast, uh, your son's a jackass. That's the end of it. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that I don't really deny that. But I can name 
three other jackasses on this one podcast. <laughs> K-Salk, you are exempt. I don't know about you, K-Salk. You might be a jackass too, but I know three others on this podcast. <laughs> Laura, you're exempt too, by the way. I know uh-huh. you're listening. All All right. Right. Fighting word. <laughs> oh, fun. All right. Uh, great on the uh, segments as well. So uh, our guests, thank you very much, uh, uh, Rye, for showing up and giving us these amazing stories over the decades yeah, of volleyball swimming. My pleasure. Uh, t- yeah, good, good. I'm glad uh, we all had fun. I'm sure our listeners are having fun right now if they haven't peed their pants when they're out on their runs or their bikes or whatever. So uh, <laughs> that's what happens. They cried so. their eyes out. Exactly. Over the yeah. touching stories. There was an early touching story that probably it's uh, probably got people a little emotional, but uh, we appreciate that. So, Tolly, thanks for coming on for the for the segments. Wouldn't miss it. Uh, uh, wouldn't miss tr- tromping my dad in the uh, trivia. <laughs> Like, which awesome. I didn't. Except you didn't. <laughs> four to four, four to uh, five, our host wins. Uh, uh, is that is that Trump? Trump. 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 <laughs> we try. We try not to bring uh, politics into the Fitcast, except when we do. So, uh, but that's yeah, not, except when it's funny. Except when no, uh, it was, it's part of the game. It was super fun, Dad, talking to you and Laura. I know you're listening as well. It's super fun to connect with you all, and thanks for joining. I know uh, K Salk and Fonz appreciate all your wisdom. Well, I'm glad you stuck your head in there too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, K Salk, uh, our guests were amazing. Uh, what do you got coming up? You got any uh, anything interesting or fun or races coming up? You know what? I've got um, a race to the altar on Saturday. I've got a band to dance to. I'm just looking forward to the big party. Looking forward to seeing you, partner. I know, and I get to see Anya and the Emilys. And uh... congratulations, K. Salk. Have a great time. I am uh, looking forward to that as well. I do not have any races coming up because I'm not flying to Barbados for that 10k swim in the salt. That'd be stupid. Um, But. But no, yeah, I'm looking forward to coming out. You know what? You know what I'm also looking forward to? I will be taking a trip up to Chicago for your wedding. The following weekend, I'm going to be in the World Series of Euchre. You know the game Euchre? Oh, wow. I had no idea you made it to the World Series. I will be playing in the World Series of Euchre in St. Louis, Missouri the weekend after your wedding. Oh, my God. So I'm excited about that. Now that I think about it, holy shit, I got to check the schedule. I think the Cubs might be in St. Louis that weekend. Really? Wait, two weekends in a row they play the Cardinals? Yeah, so one at home in Chicago and one in St. Louis. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I would 100%. I'd just be throwing cards all over and then heading over to the game if that's the case. I'm going to have to check the schedule. That would be incredible. Um... Uh, yeah, so I got that coming up. No races, but uh, I'm excited about those. And then when the Cubs go to the World Series, I'll be coming to Chicago uh, to see those Woo! games. If only that was a possibility. So uh, anyhow, you're going to be looking uh, looking good for your party this uh, this weekend? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. 